0: Hi, everybody, and welcome to another PT podcast brought to you by Crossroads Community Church in Lindale, Texas. I'm your host, PT, with my podcasting partners, the Irishman, Todd Bergen. What's up, Todd? What's up, everyone? And of course, I'm joined with the bald beauty himself, Steve Howard. What's going on, Steve? What's up, guys? (laughs) What's up, man? What's up, y'all? What's up? All right, so this week is going to be ultra personal and an incredible one for me because we are bringing a special guest who is very near and dear to my heart. I'm going to introduce him later. But let me say, what an incredible week we've had this week. And last week, when we talked about the provision of God, we had a great week with Jim and Dee. uh, And and we talked about God supplying our needs. I I mean, I I learned a whole lot. I'm sure you guys did as well. The more I thought about last week, though, let me say this. um, The more I wanted to make this caveat. God's going to supply your needs, not your greeds. Amen. Yeah, it's it's something like something like that was said last week, and, and I think D said that. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I think we, we kind of have to leave our definition of provision and take on his definition. And until he's enough, it's never going to be enough. And I think our culture has bought into the lie that God has to fit into our narrative of what enough is. You know, kind of the mentality: of I go to church, I pay my tithe. God needs to come through for me because I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do as if it's checklist, and I've got to adopt his. His definition of success, his definition of supply, his definition of what plenty looks like. And um, I think our, our culture has bought into the lie that it, you know, it's gotta look like riches, it's gotta look like a full bank account, it's gotta look like a Ferrari, or it's gotta look like a Lincoln or whatnot. And all of these things are are great and wonderful in their in their places, but Um, God is not obligated to meet your greed. Just because you don't drive what you think you need to drive doesn't mean that God hasn't come through and provided for you. Um, And so I want to make sure that that caveat was there. And, uh, you know, (laughs) it's as if he's obligated to move the way you think he has to. And if you mark your checklist of what you believe is expected of you, I'm not, not sure that's the way it works, folks. I gave him my life. So I'll gladly trade in my definition of plenty to conform to what he believes and what what I know he knows is the best for me. Because obviously he knows better than I do. He's a lot more wise than I am. He's a lot better than I am at that. So the Bible says to deny yourself and take up your cross. And I think we have to do that even in our versions of success. So anyways, that being said, you guys want to say anything about that? Or, or you, you guys good with what I just said and you just keep going?
1: Oh, well, um, you mentioned about Paul when he was content and he was going through some stuff right at that moment. Yeah, he was. He was in prison. Yeah,
0: and he was in need. You noticed? Yeah, no, he was in need and in prison. Yeah. In the later parts of that chapter, he's he's saying, you know, I I asked. I'm not I'm not begging for money, but I asked, and you responded, and I mm-hmm. appreciate that. So he when he was talking to the Philippian church, he's like, you know, yeah, I, I gave you the request for for finances, and you came through, and you 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 helped me, and you blessed me. So yeah, yeah, he learned to be content though with where he was at, whether it be in prison or, yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Definitely. All right, so on to today's incredible podcast, we're going to be talking about scary times in our lives where we didn't know what was going to happen. Uh, maybe, you know, we didn't know if it was going to be sickness or dismemberment, rejection, pain, death, something like that. So I <laughs> I know as a pizza delivery driver in my youth in Roulette and I'm telling you, back in 96, 97, I was working for a company called Mar- Marcello's Pizza. I don't even think it's there anymore. It changed its name to Calzone's. But it was my first. Other than Sonic, Sonic was my first job. It was a car hop. That was scary enough trying to go to cars when I was fifteen. And, and but on roller skates, on, I did never do roller. Although I probably could have, I was pretty good on roller skates. No, I could I could roller skate. I didn't have, you know, the blonde hair and I oftentimes would not wear my halter top, but I definitely,
1: yeah,
0: there's another fear. All right. So <laughs> anyways, so, but I, I remember walking up to some houses and being like, oh, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if he's going to answer the door. I don't, it, it, very scary moments. So there was, and I remember mom always being like, you know, you be careful when you walk up to these places, you don't know these people and they might. They might uh they, they might be crazy or whatnot. And there were a couple times, man, where you you get in there and you you some some crazy looking you know person would, would answer the door. So, but that's nothing. Go. I remember in uh probably around 98, uh, 97, 98, somewhere around in that. No, you know what earlier than that, 95, 95, we went on a a missions trip to Alaska, uh, one of my last ones wow. with with uh, First Assembly of God in Garland and uh we were in transition uh there was a youth pastor that was we didn't know it at the time was on his way out but um we went there our pastor was there with us and we had a great time and uh we we I remember the first time getting there where there was a baby bear up in the tree and I got kind of screamed at because we were going to go and try to take pictures of it. And the youth pastor's like, you don't go near baby bears because where there's a baby bear, there's, there's a, a mama bear. Yeah, that's right. So you're like, get away, you know, <laughs> go back inside and 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 wait for this. You know, that was one thing. But we got into the wilderness of Alaska. We were we were climbing this mountain and things like that. And I say climbing the mountain. It's like more of a hill in Alaska, but we were making our way in between the mountains. And when we got up into the place to where um, there's kind of a clearing out, uh, I think the leaders, they got lost because we didn't know how to get back. We didn't know our way back. And so we're all kind of looking around like, uh, what's going on? And we come up to these clearings where it's obvious the the shape of the bear where they had been laying in the grass uh, was there. And so, yeah, we were like, we got it. We got to hightail it out of there. So eventually oh. we, we, we found our way back to a road that led back to the church. But it was for a while there. We were a little bit scared that we, were, we made it right before dark, right before dark made it back. So, yeah, that was um, that was a little scary. We didn't know what was going on. What about, what about you, Steve? You got a story like that?
1: Well, I was um, on my way. It was when I was in college. I was on my way back from home, back to Waxahachie, and uh, my car broke down right in the middle of Dallas off of 75 where they were doing all that construction back then. Probably not the best part of town. Um, no! <laughs> it is not <laughs> the best no. part of town. <laughs> yeah. So um, anyway, it was really scary. You know, there's cars kind of going by me. Um, and Pretty fast, obviously. Yeah, and my car's like stalled in the middle of the road, you know. Um, so... I start walking down the side of the road and then um, these uh, gentlemen which um, were hispanic but that doesn't make a difference um, uh, <laughs> yes, <sir. laughs> they offered to give me a ride and so you know i was uh, naive and so i was like well it's better than walking uh, so i get in the back of the truck and then I get very like overwhelmed with fear, Just and so I start praying. And <laughs> yeah, it was it was definitely a, a scary time uh, where I was. So
0: yeah, it was. I, I'm. I think I remember you coming back after that, telling me that you you were you got broke down or something like that. Was that was that the um, the? Yeah, I think we were roommates then. Was it, was it the red car? The red car that the was Dodge a, Intrepid or something like that? No,
1: no, was this, a, was the, oh, this was it, the this was the castrated um Mustang that was had a four cylinder
0: in Oh, it. that's right. Uh. That was before the Dodge. Yeah, that's that's probably what led to, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, he came, he was, was little. Mustang? Yeah, my
1: dad let me have a Mustang, but I had to have a four-cylinder. Now, I mean.
0: you, now you know why he's bald, because he drove a Mustang that broke down all the time. <laughs> ah, a Ford. <laughs> found on the road. Yeah, <laughs> found on road dead. <laughs> uh, fix and repair daily. Yes, I got. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <So it's> terrible. <laughs>
1: I love Fords. Come on, now. I love the Mustang, but it's so much better with that five <laughs> yeah,
2: O.
0: There's nothing good strong. about a, a, a an eighty six Ford Mustang that has four cylinders in it. <laughs> Mine was a
3: 69 in the 70s. You're not, right? Man, Man you had a
0: 69.
3: Yes. Uh, Oh, I I had to sell that when I got the test. What? Yeah.
0: No. (laughs) How in the world do you sell a 69 Ford Mustang, dude? Uh, I don't even want to know. Yeah, yeah. hold on. Uh, (laughs)
2: It's
0: all about what God wants to give and what I need. (laughs)
3: Oh, my gosh.
0: Okay. All right. So, what's your story, Todd? What do you got there, dude?
3: My day would probably go back to when I was doing the gold panning. Oh. Yeah. I did a lot of dredging in the rivers. Really? Yeah. My uncle's into that. Is he?
0: Yeah. My uncle Dave is, is a big uh, gold um, dredger. Gold yeah. dredger? Gold digger. <laughs> gold, <laughs> He's
3: <a> gold digger? Gold <laughs> digger.
0: <laughs> well, I found myself
3: in a peculiar p- spot where I was in the water, and I was using a hookah, and so we stayed down for you know, a couple of hours, and we just kind of dredged the bottom of the river and some people might not like that but it was really cool looking for gold until you come up to a boulder and usually the best spots for gold is around a big boulder so naturally i just started dredging and all of a sudden it was kind of a weird feeling it was like somebody shoved me and so i immediately jumped to my feet and as i jumped this rock boulder came over where i was dredging and so i thought it was my partner that was pushing me out of the way because he saw something i didn't and what i had done is i had dredged underneath the boulder so much that it didn't have any ground to hold up whoa and it it yeah it was kind of a whoa
0: whoa you could use your button i don't do i have a whoa button (gasps) Oh the gas. Yeah, the gas. <gasps> yeah, sorry about that. Well, oh, if you man, I, I need button. to get you a button over there, man, oh, yeah. so you can Yeah. I need to have that button. Yeah. You have control of all the buttons. I do. Yeah. yeah I'm the button He's pusher. The controller. I'm the official button pusher. That's, that's right. Yeah, you have
3: somebody that's always a control freak. Yeah. I was and, and I was just, engaged in listening. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. Yeah, no, I okay. appreciate that. that that's your, okay. I really do. It's okay. But yeah, so gold panning. Moment of terror when you ah! kind of ah, exactly. big old boulder could have rolled on top and pinned me under the water. Mm -hmm. that would have been a bad day
0: that would have been a really really bad day
3: but it was weird it was like a hand on my shoulder just like get out of the way
0: and that boulder just comes right over where you were dredging
3: right into where i was right
0: son yeah well all of us have experienced and i'm sure those of you that are listening at home have probably got some good stories about you know Protection and being in positions where you've needed protection. And that's what today is all about supernatural protection. Let me read you a little uh, scripture reference here from Psalm 91. Uh, it says this He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, My refuge, my fortress, my God, in whom I trust. For he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his pinions, and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and buckler. You will not fear the terror of the night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in darkness, nor the destruction that wastes at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You only look with your eyes and see the recompense of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord your dwelling place, the Most High, who is my refuge. No evil should be allowed to befall you. No plague come near your tent. Boy, is that relevant today? Mm -hmm. Um, For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. On their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the adder, the young lion and the serpent you will trample underfoot, because he holds fast to me in love. I will deliver him. I will protect him because he knows my name. When he calls to me, I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. So you're getting a lot of promises. And I love that in this day and age, we have scripture like this. And so many examples in the New Testament that answer the question, does God really protect his people? So without further ado, I know that we are all in this studio incredibly excited to yeah. have this guy here. Um, and obviously we are lucky that a visitor has come. That's right. A visitor has absolutely come. And today, my uh, all of you at home as well as us here in the studio are in for a huge treat. Our guest today is absolutely one of my heroes. He was called into ministry at a young age and devoted himself to evangelism and pastoring. He spent, and, and he'll say this, 33 and a half years in ministry. He pastored my mother and father. He officiated their wedding. He's seen countless souls one to the kingdom through evangelism, including wow. my father, and has witnessed many stories of God's protection in his life. I was called in the ministry, and this guy brought me on to my first youth pastoring position at age 17. Talk about a gamble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I had no idea what I was doing, but I did keep the youth busy, <laughs> and that was back in 1997. He's been an active ministry and credential minister in the Assemblies of God for over 50 years. And I want to take a moment to introduce a huge hero of the faith in my life, my grandfather, Larry Maddox. Let's give it up for Larry Maddox. Yeah.
4: Hi, Grandpa. What an introduction. (laughs) Yes,
0: sir. Thank you, son. Well, thank you. I love you, Grandpa. Love you, too. Uh, Glad to have you on the show this morning. Thanks for coming on and uh, sharing with us today. So... I know you've got a ton of stories that, I mean, I know everyone would love to hear, but setting the stage for the conversation, uh, how faithful has God been in protecting you and Grandma through the course of your ministry?
4: Well, when you stop to think about where we've been and the places we've gone, it's incredible of his faithfulness.
2: Yeah.
4: It is. It's, it's incredible. Every time I think back over the years, we traveled on the evangelistic field had so many times that uh, things would happen, but he always seen fit. He's always done it for us.
0: And you've had lots of times in in your ministry where you've not known where the money was going to come from. You didn't know how you were going to. I'm sure cars have yes. broken down. And 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 yeah. in my experience with you, uh, I've known whether it be at a deer lease or at a <laughs> fishing boat or you know at in in the pulpit. There have been times. Uh, that you've needed the Lord to supernaturally protect you. Um, so I have, I have one particular story that I want you to share, and I, I this is one of my favorite stories. Um, and to be fair, I've heard the story a lot, but it never gets old. So, Grandpa, I want you to tell me the story of God's awesome protection in Jamaica. Uh, this is one of my favorite stories. And I'm stoked about this story. So go None ahead. None of us have ever heard no. it.
1: No, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah.
0: Yes.
4: Yeah. Yes. Well. Um, what happened is the assemblies of God wanted to start some churches in Jamaica, and so they were wanting some some preachers to go over there to the different cities in Jamaica, Mantego uh, Bay, Ocho Rios, and the cities of Jamaica. King- Kingston. And Kingston, Kingston, also the big town, yes, and. Uh, and so they was wanting some preachers that had some, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, evangelistic, you know, experience, and so sure. uh, they called me and my district superintendent called and, and asked me, said, uh, Brother Maddox said, we have this deal and we're wanting to start some churches in, in the city, in the town, in the nation of Jamaica, and they're putting up tents all over Jamaica in these cities and to start a church. And we need some uh, preachers to go over there and hold a crusade hold a, to get a church started. And so, my, that sounded like something that I'd like to do. Yeah. And so. <laughs> suffer for Jesus in yeah, Jamaica. You know, right, yeah, we're going to suffer. On the you know. floor. <laughs> Ocho Rios is uh, 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 eight rivers. Uh, <laughs> and it's G- a beautiful place, a beautiful place. And so uh, the Lord, it just everything fell into place. Uh, there was a man in church that worked for a computer company and and he had a, a lot of miles accrued, and uh, so uh, he told me, he said, listen, I can, uh, my, these miles, that my company said I could turn them over to you, and so I flew uh, all the way to Jamaica and back, and it was all paid for, and wow. then my church wow. took up the, the, the hotel and so forth, the expenses, and so guess what? Uh, we landed in, in Kingston, and then a missionary carried us over the mountain over to Ocho Rios. And we held a revival for 16 days. Wow. Ocho Rios. And uh, my, what an experience. And so during the, one, uh, during the 16 days, to tell you a little bit just about uh, Ocho Rios, the whole 16 days we had one car come to the tent in, in this revival or in this uh, crusade. And it was a former missionary to Jamaica and she came and, and wanted to be in the service. And so anyway, uh, all the rest of the time we had to walk to the to the tent and back to the hotel. But a couple so walking, of times
0: walking to the tent from yes, the, right. the from the hotel yes, and then right. after the service is over, you're walking back yes, to the hotel. Back and forth. Yeah. Gotcha. A okay, couple right. of
4: times during the crusade, uh, a cab driver was uh, employed or he was the one that sat at the hotel and took people places. And uh, he heard about the service, and he happened to be a Christian, and he so he came uh, a couple of nights. I think it was two or three nights. He came or he took us to the tent and then came and picked us up and took us back. But the revival was going, the crusade was going, and this night I was in the pulpit preaching, and, my, and we had a crowd. My, they filled up the tent. Oh, wow. And uh, and I was preaching. Boy, I was having a good time.
0: Mm.
4: And uh, <laughs> all of a sudden, man, the clouds came and uh, thunder and lightning. And and so I just kept on going. The people stayed where they was at, so I just kept on preaching. And then a little bit, I mean, the lightning up on the mountain. Uh-oh. The lightning struck, and the lights in the whole city of Ocho Rios went black. Wow. I mean, nothing, nothing except... And a few moments, the you could see the hotel off in the distance. It was about a mile walk from the tent, or from the hotel to the tent. And
0: okay, let me it went let me ask you a question. Okay, so I, I just because I've heard this story a couple times, just give a little background on there, before you guys had gotten there. Oh yes, there had been yes, what, what had happened?
4: We got there on a on a Saturday night and. Uh, the, and uh the next morning the pastor came to us and uh, we were g- gathering around the tent the pastor came to us and he said i got some news said during the night said they came and drug one of our men out from underneath the tent and and beat him to death out here underneath the palm trees gang members uh, or, or gangbangers or, or, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. Uh, well, and uh uh something happened before that he had run them off they were under the tent uh, and trying to do some harm in the tent, and he run him off with a baseball bat, and so they got him in the nighttime because he was staying with the tent to take care of it because the people or the bad guys would uh, tear down your tent or burn it or whatever, and sure. so he had to stay with the tent uh, day and night to take care of it, and so and protecting he had run it. He off. got yeah. he got beat because he right was because trying of to protect that. Them. He run him off from Man. under the tent, and they came and, and, and took him, and, and they found him, and. Uh, In fact, there was a man in the church that seen it and seen what happened. And so anyway, so I had to get up Sunday morning after that happened and start a crusade.
0: And so now this storm has come and it's (laughs) taken out all of the lights. Knowing what you're knowing, I'm sure that there has been, in your mind, great, we're gonna, if the lights don't come back on, we're gonna have to make this trek back to the hotel.
4: Right, yes. (laughs) And that went through my mind immediately, but so there I was standing in the pulpit and. black. I mean, it was black, and I couldn't see nothing. And a few moments, I could hear rustling and so forth. And here come, here come a guy with big old candles in each hand, <laughs> and evidently they'd seen that before or whatever. But they came, and they had the candles and and set them on the pulpit. And you and I up. just went preaching. Yeah. I just, in the Good dark. old tent revival, and man. Yeah. yeah. Right That's in the dark. Awesome. I mean, we just had a time, and the people responded and all, and, and the lights never came on and then the service was over and the people were leaving and it was still dark, I mean dark. And, but you could see, And of course in the hotel had emergency, they had generators. And you could see the lights in the, up in the hotel on way in the distance and that was the only light that you could see. And so anyway, uh, on the way, to, I had put this in, on the way to church the first few times we had to walk and we went in the nighttime. We went through a part of town that wasn't quite the part of town that you would like. And uh, there was some uh, uh, places of, of noise and music, and I guess you call it music. And uh, anyway, and it was all lined up. They had several buildings, and and it was quite scary because there was guys out hollering and carrying on and so forth. And then we had to walk by that. And every time we got to that place, my wife squeezed my hand to a <laughs> And, you did. Uh, because it was kind of scary. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, walking by yourself, and so anyway, uh, so this night when the storm came, and then after search, and so everybody left, and and uh, no taxi, no nothing. Well, and there's there a we storm were, coming, right? So
0: everybody's kind of buckling down. The storms yes, there right. and knocked and, out power, and
4: and and uh, so they were carrying the candles around, taking care of everything, and and uh, so I told I told my wife, I said, well. Uh, we're going to have to walk. And she said, oh, no. <laughs> and, of course, and it was still off in the distance, lightning and thundering, and off in the distance. It had, it had all passed by. But And so we began the trip. And so I started down, and I walked about as about, best I could see by memory. We were walking down the, the road, and I turned the corner to walk down, and there was a drainage ditch, great big Danish, uh, drainage ditch between us, between where we had to go, and then there was a bridge over that, and I turned on that sidewalk there that was next to that drainage ditch, and as I turned the corner, just as I turned the corner, there stood right in my face, there was a black man facing me, standing right there, and I, I just said, oh, oh, and, and he said, and he didn't say a word, he just Dis, disappeared in the dark and that well, was easy for him
0: now hold on i, I gotta stop because it's one of my favorite parts that he he turns on this bridge and he he's met and he's he says all he can see is the, the, the whites su- of his eyes. The white and his of his teeth.
2: teeth. Yeah. his <laughs> teeth.
0: That's, and that's it. it's how dark it is outside. Wow. It, there's no light. Yeah, there's nothing. And so all he could see is the whites of his eyes and his teeth. That's it.
4: That's it. And, and now, he
0: doesn't say anything He to never you. said a
4: word. He never said oh, a word. Oh, man. But my wife did. She said, oh.
0: <laughs> no, I bet <laughs> she did. I know Grandma. I know what she was doing. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus
4: yeah. <laughs> 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 Squeeze him tight. Squeeze oh, yeah. him tight. Uh-huh. So anyway. Uh, I know boy, what I would have done. I would have went. right.
2: Uh, yeah. my wife was praying
4: all the way yeah and uh so we we finally made it past those places of of, of you know that the, we were afraid of or that concern about
0: and they probably weren't fired up because all the power was out uh,
4: yeah there wasn't nothing going on there. All, on the way that night they were
0: yeah but on as the way we went back by, they
4: had these speakers that made the lights flash sure. as, the, as yeah. the sound come through it
0: <clears throat> and all She'd, these people that were in those places because we're the lights outside. are out were outside yeah, yeah, yeah. when we were so going back,
4: all these people that you're scared of because they're inside carrying on. yeah good and night so we went on and we got to the hotel and my wife and I was <clears throat> thanking the Lord for getting us there safely hmm. so then the next day the wife wanted to go of course you know she wanted to go shopping in Jamaica and so uh, so we went down to the The city down to the place of I had all the shops and we went down there and as we were there we walked up and there was this lady came up to us and said oh said preacher and uh, yeah she said "Uh, yeah I was in the service last night and and so and I said yes and she said we started talking about how many was there and then then she said listen wasn't that wonderful last night said I've seen you folks you and your wife uh, walking home Walking to the hotel, and I said, "Oh!" And she said, "Wasn't that wonderful?" Said, "I looked and seen those two, on beside you, all, one beside your wife, and one beside you, in uniforms from the hotel, walking with you." And I looked wow. at, and I said, "What?" <laughs> and she said, "I said, what Concrete. are you talking about?" And I, I was so interested in finding out the. The details. I said there wasn't anybody with us. Oh yes, I seen him. She said I seen him. I standing right there on my way over to my over to the house. Wow. And she owns a she owned a business there in in Ocho Rios. She was a business owner. I found out later. And I said, man, I said let let me talk to you. Let me. T-. I said, ma'am, are you sure of what you're saying? She said yes, preacher. She said yes. I I I seen him. She said I was so impressed because. They, they sent somebody over to walk with you to take you to the hotel. And I, I, I said, I throwed up my hand and began to speak in tongues. <laughs> Lord, thank you. I started worshiping the Lord. I said, uh, my goodness. Amen. And, of course, a lot of people uh, wouldn't believe this. But so I told my wife, I said, I, said, I looked at her, and my wife was crying. Well, of course, yeah, and uh, and that was the provision of God, and so mm-hmm. from protection from that yep. time on, and, you know. And I told the church about when I got to, and uh, and those people. I mean, when I told them from the pulpit the next night about that, and she was in the service, and she was sitting down there waving, saying, nodding her head, and while I was bearing telling, witness, testifying yes, to that, somebody, yeah, yes. yeah, and uh, so I've told that many times, and I've had some people say, but. You know, sometimes you better be careful because you might entertain angels unawares.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, mm-hmm.
4: yeah. And so that happened in. in you Ochoa. think
0: that's why that that guy that, that he just stepped away, or how did you just? You know,
4: I I, I believe maybe he's seen, the, the, well, the he's seen the angels. He, I call them angels.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, well, there's no other way to. There's no other mm-hmm, way to yeah. explain it. No yep. way. And wow. uh, he either
4: seen them. Or he didn't mean any harm, he was just, and he might have been one in the church, I don't know, but he was right there in my face, I mean, that close. Wow. And uh, he never said
0: a word. Did he step away, or did he? Did he just disappeared. So wow. he just walked away from yeah, you guys? Yeah, he just walked away wow. in the dark,
4: yeah. I he, couldn't tell where he, which way he went or nothing.
0: So, it, I mean, you got people being beat to death, he's walking in the complete yeah, pitch right. dark. Mm-hmm. Rain Storm. storms that had been around, and, and, and all the clubs are shut down because all of the power is out. And he's walking to the wow. hotel, and right. this lady sees two guards on each side of you. From were, it looked yeah, like they were they in uniform. The, in the hotel from
4: the, from the hotel, hmm. they had those. What do you call them? You know, they Dude, that gives meet me every bumps, man. and man. Mm-hmm. Their, their luggage and so forth. Oh, the bell. Wow, bell, bell. Yeah, and so. Wow. And uh, wow. so I told the church, and when I told them about the, you know, several of them, you know, yeah, were, they're already yeah raised their hands and <laughs> hallelujah. Uh, we had and that done good for the revival. Well, for sure, the yeah. good. <laughs> and, you
0: know, you know I uh, wonder, at our expense. <laughs> I, I wonder, and and this I've often wondered after you tell the story. I'm wondering if any of those guys that were there that night that had seen those those hotel guards, if any of them showed up and got saved, or I, I, I just I always always wondered what the because God never is arbitrary in doing right. things like that. Mm-hmm. And so I'm mm-hmm. wondering if just in that, just in protecting you, there obviously there's a purpose behind that. Or yes. even the, the shop owner that sees it, there's a purpose. Right. But yes. I wonder even with that guy that sat there, if he meant harm or if you know, if he didn't, I don't know. We don't know that. But what we do know is that I wonder if that guy...
4: Yeah, I thought maybe if, if it was him and that he would make himself known if he was from the church mm-hmm. or if he was under the tent, I, I thought maybe he would... and. That Never. was just a mystery. Yeah. And, oh. and when I faced him, of course, it scared me. Well, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I turned and he was, or his face, right there at you. You know.
0: Okay. All right. So we got the Jamaica, you guys, and that, and yeah. that incredible. That's That's awesome. Holy cord, that man. Is awesome. Yeah. I love that story. Okay. So, um, the, you guys can't see it because you're not in the studio, but those of you are at home, and and uh, we can see it, on Grandpa's right arm, there is a massive scar on his right arm. Um. And uh, wow. we're, we're talking about a it's supernatural protection from wow. maybe harm or um, but this one is a story um, that I've heard many times too. Um, and we're, we, we're not going to share details or anything about the people or anything like that. Uh, I just know that uh, Grandpa has this story. what what's what what's with the arm What happened to your arm Grandpa?
4: Uh, a 30 30 Winchester 30 30 Winchester rifle with a 150- 150 grain bullet in it was in my truck and some people that were with me and had had used the gun and in a, a, a emergency or he wanted to do something with the rifle and it was laying in a case down on the floor of the pickup under my feet and when we got to a certain place he seen some game that he wanted, and he he said, "Oh, the," and I said, "My thirty thirty's right under the seat," and I said, "Grab it!" And he grabbed that thirty thirty. Well, I had bullets in the chamber, but are in the magazine, but not in the chamber. I wouldn't put a gun in the truck with a bullet in the in the barrel. Just the because chamber. you. And so I said, "There's the all I got to do is rack it." Well, he didn't know nothing about a thirty thirty, but he racked it. Well, when you rack a thirty thirty, it's ready.
0: It's putting it in the chamber. It's
4: putting a bullet in the chamber, and the hammer goes back. Right. Well, uh, anyway, the gun was left in the truck after we got through riding around in the truck uh, and uh, the gun was left in the truck and and they put it in the truck and it was sitting on the on the transmission hump in the truck. And so it was in November and we had and just before we got to where we were camped out, we passed a, a field that was, Planted with oaks, and there was, a, I mean, there's probably 25 deer. And we stopped and looked, and there was two or three nice bucks way over next to the woods. Dinner. Yes. yes. <laughs> and uh, I said, So then we went on, and it was only like a quarter of a mile from that field to where we were camped out. So when we stopped, I told them with me, I said, Don't slam the doors and do anything. And what I knew, there was, a, we had a map and showed us where the, where the, uh, stands were and there was a stand right on the edge of the woods looking over that oak patch and that oak patch was probably three acres wide or big and i told him i said leave the doors open and i said, don't slam the doors because we are only less than you didn't yards. want to scare the deer I obviously want to scare the deer yeah, yeah 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 and because they were already looking at us so when we stopped mm-hmm. and looked at it so anyway so we all went and we we's gonna uh eat a bite and then wait till the evening hunt Cause we didn't get to hunt that morning because we just got there, right? And anyway, so uh, we all we went in and fixed us something to eat and everything. Well, it was kind of warm for November and uh, late November, and all of a sudden they came in a nor- norther.
0: It's in Texas, right?
4: Yes, in yeah. Texas. Yeah. Yes, yeah. we were out in the hill country. Right. In Texas, and uh, it came a, a norther, and my old truck was sitting out there with both doors open. And the wind started cutting up and some gusts and all, and uh, in the old truck you could hear it creaking a little bit, and so I went out there, went out to the truck, and and it was time to go hunting, and so in the side toolboxes of my truck I had my coveralls, camouflage, and everything, and all all of the other stuff, and my other rifle that I was going to hunt with, and I went around to the to driver's side and opened the toolbox, and then. I went around to get in and my uh, uh, other things. I had my uh, binoculars up on the front by the windshield, and I went in there, and just as I got to the pent truck, I was going to reach in and get my binoculars, and when I did, the truck creaked a little bit and the doors moved a little bit, and the next thing I knew, there was an orange flame c- coming out of the truck at me, right. and... And uh, oh, from the gun. From the, from gun, the gun. The gun had. The what? gun had fell. I heard. I heard a noise and a thump, and as I, I heard, and then, and then the last thing I remember is seeing and that flame, and then that's that's all. I, I was on the ground then. Knocked oh. you back. And knocked me down. Yeah. And oh, I had. My. And I was standing as that happened. I was standing. Actually, I'd already reached in and got my binoculars and had even put them down on the truck toolbox and as I was standing there I was fixing my and that's what, what how it hit me and I was snapping the snaps on the end of my next to my palms where you could you know keep the cold wind out and I was standing there doing that when that happened and that flame come out and hit me on the right arm right underneath the wrist and went all the way to the elbow the explosion the bullet never hit my the bone but the explosion, the impact of the explosion broke the bones. Oh. And uh, and it knocked me down just like somebody, a truck had hit me down. The impact knocked me down on the ground. Wow. And, and of course, I didn't corn. feel nothing at, at the time. And I'm trying to get up with an arm flopping around. And, <laughs> yeah. Amen. <laughs> and, of course, and the blood was... Oh. And was going everywhere, and so anyway,
0: it was, it was time to go to the doctor. Yeah, yeah it was time yeah. to time no more to, hunting. And it's,
4: and, and <laughs> Did we get one time, more in? No. Then, <laughs> then yeah, it go. was it was expectingly time to pray. Yeah, <laughs> yes, without and a doubt, so everybody was praying, and so wow. anyway, uh, well, we hold, we so, got a, he got a person came, and I was bleeding so bad they put a piece of rope up on my bicep tourniquet and yeah. a tourniquet. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that didn't work very good because it squeezed up the flesh yeah. instead mm-hmm. of, and so he went and cut an arm out of a white shirt that he had, or a, a shirt that was not quite white. But anyway, and he took that around the arm and and put a, put a stick in it and twisted it and and kept that. And so in the meantime, there was an old man that was running the lease, and it was uh, American Sportsman Club. And anyway, the man... Uh, was in a Winnebago. He was in charge of taking care of the lease and tell you where you could hunt and so forth and mm-hmm. so on. And here he come and he heard the gun go off and he come come flying up in a little pickup and said, "What's going on? What you shooting at?" And and I was standing over there and and with, and with that shirt with blood all over everything. Uh oh. Yeah. And he said, "Oh my goodness!" And so he yeah. said, "Get in my truck. Get in my truck. Take it to the hospital." And so we were twenty six miles. Wow! Out in the hill country, from from a what makeshift a small hospital. I bet that guy and made I'm it not 20, 20 26 miles. Twenty six miles. So you've been
0: shot twenty six miles away from a hospital. You're, yes, you you your arm is in yes, in, and I'm holding my tatters. arm up
4: against uh-huh. my chest. And you you riding in that truck? Okay,
0: first of all, the the gun falls and and shoots you. It could have shot you anywhere. Yes, it just glanced okay. off of your it, arm It hit
4: my arm like that underneath Did, the arm didn't yeah. break
0: your wrist no nope. didn't broke get your bones. hand but broke your bones in yeah, your arm both, a little bit both
4: arm bones both but, arm bones and it, but my hand was flop my arm was flopping around there and you're and, and you're I'm bleeding running. obviously
0: yeah. i mean i i cut my finger and i i bled out like but this is like i'm mm. sure nothing like i don't even yeah. know the no details bad. but you're 26 miles out the fact that you didn't bleed to death Wow. is miraculous. Right. Yeah. Yes. Holy cow. So. Okay, so you're on your way. And so, you yes. said, it, but this guy, what? But That in. guy made it in less than so, like 20
4: minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bet he so, did too. The man that was driving, the the old man that was driving the pickups, he said, and he had a nice little international scout, a little truck, I remember all of, and he, and I, he said, get in here. And my head, nice seat covers and stuff. And here I am bleeding. And, and get in here. I'm taking you to the hospital. And so I, he, well, he went around opened the door for me, and I got in. And so instead of him taking the road, he goes out through the field, heading to the gate of, to where they come in. And we're going through ditches, <laughs> and I'm bouncing up and down, trying to hold that boy. I'm, and I'm praying. And so when we got out on the highway, I'm, I'm driving down the highway, and I'm singing. In times like these, we need a savior. Oh wow! Times yeah. Like these. yeah, And and uh, and that old man was driving, and so he took me to the, took me to town. Well, that's quite a story. And uh, he got to town and drove up to instead of going to the hospital, he goes to the police station. <laughs> and uh, what? So he go to, I guess for to take us to the hospital or whatever. A little old tiny town out in, in the hill country, and so. He pulls up in front of the police station and sitting at a desk in there, and it's, it's a police officer, and uh, so he's sitting there blowing the horn, and that police officer is going like back and forth, looking out there, and so he and the police officer just doesn't do nothing; he just sits there. So he backs up and turn and drives up the steps. The first two steps of the police station. I bet you came out then. <laughs> I'm telling you. What. Yeah, he, and so anyway, and they gu- the old fired. man opened the door and said, this guy's been shot. we got to go to the hospital. And, and my, that police officer went nuts.
0: I bet you he went moving and then. And so anyway,
4: he, he took us to the hospital. He's sitting at the desk going, uh, yeah. uh, duh. <laughs> <laughs> And so anyway, they put me in the hospital there. And, uh, and I stayed in that hospital and
0: uh oh okay but you got to tell the well the doctors because okay. you had the the people yeah. lying in the hallways oh, wait. yeah well
4: that was in austin i, I stayed all night and, and my wife showed up she called her sister and her sister came from uh, Bryan, texas and they came uh to to where they were where it was mm-hmm. and uh so i said first thing i said the intercom was right now i said call our doctor right now and it was like two o'clock in the morning yeah three o'clock in the morning and it happened that evening and i and i said get me out of here because uh things happened and uh, so anyway i said get me out of here i said i said call our doctor i said go out and find the phone and i said call our doctor and so the thing that was amazing my wife told me later. She said I called his. We had his home phone number. Wow. And at, She had it in her purse. Yeah, he was a, a, a Gideon, and so since I was pastoring, uh, I had not you know had dealt with him because he came and spoke for our church. Oh wow. And so yeah, anyway, that's cool. and uh, so the doctor, and and I, I I couldn't believe it, but anyway,
0: they they shipped the, you off to Austin, obviously. So shipped yeah. me, to, yeah. They, he,
4: I my wife more came in there and told me said yeah. Oh, yeah he called and said there'll be an ambulance here to pick you up in the morning early in the morning mm-hmm. and sure enough about uh, six o'clock in the morning they came in there and then the doctor that worked on me there and he got mad at me because he wanted me to stay in the hospital because of financial right things obviously and uh and so i then i told him and they come in there and the driver of the ambulance and, and an assistant and said, uh, you know, said, no, we, the doctors had sent us out, we gotta take him, we have right here the narration, and and he got mad, the but doctor you, did. You get to Austin. And, and then I get to Austin, yeah, and then, so when, they, when I got to Austin, the surgeon was waiting on the dock. I mean, they were standing there when the ambulance backed up and took me out of the ambulance and took me in, and so, some things uh, pers- uh, conspired to say this and that. And the other, so the doctor said, uh, I want to look at it. And they had, and I had, the doctor, and where it happened, had it all wrapped up with with, uh, with some gauze and yeah. so forth.
0: just making sure you're not bleeding out anymore. Yeah. And so,
4: and anyway, so we went in there, and, and he called a nurse, and he said, uh, I can't, if I touch him, if I do anything, he said, the uh, the all the responsibility falls on me, and he said, "Right now, the responsibilities on the hospital that they took care of you." And he said, "But a nurse can, and that won't happen. A nurse can check you out." And so she come in and and cut the bandages off and everything. And he so then when he come in, he, he looked at my arm, and 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 he picked. She picked it up. The nurse picked it up, and, and he looked at the arm, and he said. Take him into surgery, right, and get him ready for surgery instantly now. And he said, "I'm oh, no, I'm gonna operate on him." Wow. And so, so it was a while, and so obviously the, you're pastoring a church at this yes, point. Yes, I'm in pastoring Austin. a large church. And yes. so this
0: church is is on. They 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 found out. They've already they already oh, yeah. got wind. Somebody's called and One said the, the pastor has been shot.
4: Went and told my wife what happened.
0: She was home. And so the and prayer wanted, chains. Yeah. The prayer chain's in full effect, obviously. Yes, yeah. everybody this is before found out cell phones, this is before internet, this is before anything. <laughs> right. And grandpa is in, 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 Larry Maddox, excuse me, Reverend Larry Maddox is, is in the hospital and the word's gotten out. And so now at the hospital-
4: Here comes everybody. Wanting, the army, yeah. Here comes the church. Uh, uh, and I'm in the hospital and so the hallway, and in the room, there's there's twenty in the room, and you're not allowed to have. And you know, and the nurses already had had told, had, well, you're not supposed to be in there. Yes, like, but this is our pastor.
0: Yeah, they're like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. And
4: and so anyway, and so they were all coming. And anyway, and so the doctor came in there, and I said, and the doctor said, you're a preacher. I said yes. He said he I said your doctor told me all about you and said, uh, and said you you pastor here, in Austin. and I said yes. He said, "These are your people," and I said, "Yes." And He said, "They're all praying for me." He said, "Well, listen, I've got to hurry and work on you." Said that arm's probably going to heal before I can work on it. <laughs> he was trying to it. be a little
0: yeah that's mm, smart,
4: Alec, but make, to,
0: make a little. Too but bad. we
4: know. So but we know. It. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, that was it, and so and uh,
1: they and they, they repaired the him up
4: and. Uh, one of the ladies of the church, and I'll just have to put this in, one of the ladies of the church, she said, how's the food, bro? This is uh, the day after. She said, how's the food? I said, well, it's you know, it's food. And I, she said, what's your favorite? And I said, I love shrimp. Mm. Well, guess what? The next day, here she comes with a great big old purse, <laughs> and in that purse is fresh shrimp mm. already cooked, oh. and she comes into the room mm. and said, that's one of, one of
0: Steve's yes. top five is food. You know, yes. he, yeah. So
4: I had the shrimp while I was in the hospital. Mm. She brought it right to me. And It was on ice and everything fixed, and she brought it into the room. And I was sitting up, and and, she, and I got to dip it in cocktail sauce and eat shrimp while I was in the hospital. So, yeah. so those of that you that are listening
0: right now um, and you haven't had lunch, that's free of charge right there folks. Yes. right there yes, yes yes now you're going to be good looking for a seafood. okay i've only got two more stories i don't want you to tell we got we got a little bit of time still so um i i know uh see we've got we got supernatural protection obviously in jamaica yes. we got physical protection here which is amazing and we're seeing you, you know a church that comes together over mm-hmm. these kinds that's of situations great. and and are praying yes. for their pastor and obviously look grandpa's still here his mm-hmm. arm's mm-hmm. still fully functionable. Yes. you know he he's, he's, uh, yeah. yeah, that's right. And I'm sure he used it in that capacity a couple of times afterwards. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, okay. Has there ever been a time in your life in, in service? And I'm, I'm referring to one in particular uh, where you have been speaking and um, yes. something happened. Okay. I want you to tell that story too. Cause I think people would love to hear that. Okay. No details. Obviously we don't need to name the church or anything right. like that, but you can.
4: I was young. I, I, was a young preacher. I had just started preaching. So back in the '60s, maybe I started preaching. Uh, I got I got saved in '59, and this was '61. Okay, wow. Uh, and I was preaching a revival for, and some of the pastors in the town knew knew our pastor real good, and they, and and they even took me to preach for him. And I was a beginning preacher, and uh, so anyway, he wanted me to preach a revival for him. Well, I thought, okay, I had I had. Sunday morning and Sunday night, and Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, already, man, I already had my outlines and everything, you know, and man, that was great. So so the first night, first Sunday morning and Sunday night, I preached all seven of those messages. Oh,
0: uh,
4: wow. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, while I was preaching Sunday night, while I was preaching in that church, and here I was, a young preacher, and, and getting started, and I, I I I couldn't preach then, and I'm not very much a preacher now.
0: Oh, anyway, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> while
4: I was preaching, <laughs> mine anyway, I preaching, and usually the pastor would sit on the platform with me while I preached, and and uh, uh, but somehow he had some friends, some uh, family friends, and he went down and sat on in the pews, and sat on the pews, and there was the church had pews on the right, and in the middle, and on the left, and aisles and I was preaching, and uh, while I was preaching, i getting get preaching, and here I was, a beginning preacher, I hadn't preached any revivals, I'd preached from my home church two or three times, and I was preaching, and there was this young woman on the right-hand side, and every time I'd turn over to her and look that way, she'd stick her tongue out at me. <laughs> and And here I am, pre- preaching, having a hard time anyway trying to preach, a, a beginner, you know, and I was doing all right. <laughs> And then, and every time I'd look, and of course that upset me, and so I would try not to look over there. Well, you know, and evidently, I mean, I'd look over there, and she'd stick her tongue out at me, and she kept doing that every time, and I, and it upset me. Hmm. Yeah. You know, and I was trying to preach, and so, and 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 the pastor looked up at me, and I and I was, and he and I don't know how he knew, but he said, that's the enemy, Brother Maddox said. Cast the devil out of him, Ooh. and, and I, he was sitting facing me. Oh, no, I'd never done nothing like that. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I'm like, even gone inside. You are like, ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't know what to do. I did man. young know, preacher sure. So "Down off the pulpit I went, man. I went walking down that aisle, and she's glaring at me. And I went back there. She's sitting right on the edge of the aisle, and I went there and I looked down at her, boy. And I reached over and put my hand on her head, and I Ooh. said." I said, in the name of Jesus. I said, devil, you're a liar. And she screamed like you would never heard a scream in your life. Wow. And she screamed and jumped up out of her seat and run for the back door. And out she went. And I said, thank God. And so I went back up on the platform and tried to get my thoughts together. And, and you know, the service was, you know, it was so upset. I mean, everything, you know, and and uh, so I I tried to finish and everything, so.
0: I'm sure it was h- difficult to keep yes. composure after yes. that wow. kind of a yeah, thing. A little choppy. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm.
4: at so best, anyway.
0: even in a Pentecostal church, you get, yeah. you, <laughs> you get some people that are used to seeing some of that, but somebody Not screams bad. like a banshee yeah. and runs yeah. out. I'm sure you mm-hmm. probably lost a couple people right around that time. So go ahead. You're, so you're anyway, uh,
4: uh, the service was great. I gave an altar call. That's back when, you know, we had people come, to, or I gave an altar call. If people, you need something from the Lord, I said, if you want to make things right with the Lord or whatever, I said, come forward. So, and there was <clears throat> some people come to the altar, and there was a guy that had, had uh, bolts through his leg that he had crushed his leg on mm. job, mm. and he come up and he said, I want you to pray for mine. And I said, if you need prayer for him and he come up and he said, I want you, preacher, to pray for my leg. Well, his pastor had prayed for him and everything, and I, you know, so I said, okay. Well, we prayed for him, and and he wanted to, uh, he wanted to pray, and, and he had been seeking the, the baptism, and I won't go into that. But anyway, uh, and so we prayed with him, and, and man, we prayed till I guess it was almost an hour after the service was over.
0: Good
1: service, and
4: everybody was gone. Real good service. Yep. A lot of people praying, mm-hmm. and people leaving this and that. And so finally, everybody was gone, but and he left. And receiving, and he received. So anyway,
0: so it's just you and the pastor so now the closing pastor up. The pastor
4: and the wife, the, my wife and the pastor's wife, and the pastor. I mean, there's four of us there at the church. Mm-hmm. And so they were talking, the ladies were talking, and and going on and going on. And, and back in those days, uh, you could leave the church open, but he said I've been having trouble with kids coming by and and coming in the church and leaving the lights on and everything. He said. And so I took my coat and put it over my arm. I had taken off my suit coat, and 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 laid it over the pew. And then anyway, I so I got my coat and I tied my Bible, and I my Bible. And so I and so he said, "Let me go back in the back. I want to turn off the breakers." And he said, "And, and of course the air conditioning and everything." And he said, "And he said I'll, I'll be on out." And he said, "I'm going to leave only the light on in the, on the porch." He said, "It's on a separate breaker." And he said, "I'm going to leave that porch light on." And so, and then, and then he changed his mind or something. But anyway, so I went back and I, I went on outside and went down the steps.
0: And you're by yourself, they're I'm still, the in, the, they're the still in there talking. Still, and
4: the lights are still on, he was going back to turn them out. Right. And so I went down the steps and I was standing out there in front of the church. And there was a vacant field right next to the church and there was a street light about, oh I'd say 50 yards down the road. There was a street light, and that's the only light that you could see. And I heard some bristling at my right time, and I turned. And when I turned, that girl that I prayed for and
0: cast the devil out of The her. one that screamed like a banshee and got, got out me. of the service. Mm. Yes.
4: Ooh, and there she was. And, and guess what? She had a butcher knife in her hand. Snap. Oh, my. Mm-hmm. And she told me that she was going to... She... Cursed and then said she was going to cut my heart out.
0: So she, she did that and then she's going to cut your heart out.
4: Yes. Well, wow. I had I had my Whoa. coat, had my coat in my hand and my good old Thompson chain Bible in my right hand side. <laughs> and so, man, I didn't know what to do. And she cut come coming for me, and I didn't know what to do. I, the only, only was she running or she just is it? She, she's coming up to me. Yeah, she wasn't, but five steps from me from that field. You know, she came out of the field. Yeah, she came out Ooh. of that field. She was in the brush out there, and she came out of there and come and and she come at me. Well, I didn't I didn't run do nothing. I just stood there, and she come up to me and boy, and I just I stand there. I just took my Bible and started. I said, "You're a liar in the name of Jesus." And I, like, what else? I, that's the only weapon. Well, I no, had. that's right. That's the sword of the spirit. Wow. Yeah, no and no I good. stuck it out like that and and uh, stuck it back like that two or three times. And I kept saying that, and she stopped, and she come down like this against my Bible. I held it, like and she come down against my Bible, right close to my hand, and come right down all of my Thompson chain on leather, on the outside leather, and I still have it. I wow. still have it wow. in, my, in my in my all of my Bibles. I've got several that I wore out, and I had that, Bible, and I still have it. Wow. And uh, and anyway, and when she did that. I, man, I pushed it in her face this time. Man, I was getting, I was getting feeling like You're getting I was, indignant. Praise the Lord! <laughs> I shoved it in her face. I said, "You're a liar, devil! You're a liar!" And she started shaking. She started shaking, and she dropped that knife to the ground, and she started crying. Mm. Wow! And we took her man. in the church, and took her to the altar, and we were there till two o'clock in the morning with her. Boom! And she prayed through. She got saved. That wow! Night
0: man awesome. yeah
4: that was awesome wow, yeah. wow. that Good. happened to me
0: wow that happened wow. To me. well i don't there's so man, there's so many stinking stories i i, I it, we can have him back we yeah we'll have to have you back sometime no. yes. but, yeah we'll have to have you back sometime he's saying yes. no he's yeah. like yeah what he'll come back yeah <laughs> i and i and we i, I wish i think we will bring we, ice cream i wish we had time for the one more but we don't we i, I wanted i wanted you to tell me about we do. It's it's my it's PT it's podcast. Your podcast. You we, can have yeah, as much time we can, as you and want. And I'm sure those at home are going to love this one too. To so listen a little longer. This yes. one is. Um, we we've gotten the supernatural protection pretty much down, and obviously God is has has shown that to you over and over again. Yes. And is there any time where fear has gotten in the way of something pretty miraculous? And I am I'm, I'm talking about a particular story in your life where you and Brother Gibbs uh Brother Frosty yes. are out in the forest or in the in a in a, in, a, woods. Yeah, in the woods and yeah okay so go ahead and tell that one this is this is great too this is this is awesome and then we'll we'll do the song of the week after this one
4: okay uh my, one of my my dearest friend in the ministry was this this preacher friend and he was he's really responsible he dealt with me my wife would go to church and and I would go to the races because I'd done some Dragon when we first got married. I had a, a 57 Chevy fifty seven Chevy, all yeah. fixed up and souped up and so forth. And anyway, this guy dealt with me. and I, So what happened? My car, I, I blew a clutch and a Dragon and um, I couldn't go to the races. And so my wife had a... She had a plan in her head. She, <laughs> she says I'd, she doesn't. I'd, but I'd take yeah. her to church, and then I'd go to the races, and then she'd come to the races, uh, and, you know, or I'd go by and pick her up. That's what, what happened. I'd get that straight, and I'd go by and pick her up and go to the races. And so I couldn't go to the races because my car was You blew your clutch. Up. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah. Uh, so Sunday morning come, and they were having revival. They'd have an evangelist, and they give the evangelist a credit. Anyway... And uh, so she said she come in there, and, and it was Sunday morning, and she come in and she and she she used She come over and sweetheart, you know, <laughs> and, and you know, and come over and took my face in her hands and said, "Listen," said, uh, "I went to the races with you after church." Said, "You can't go to the races." Said, "Would you why, would you go to church with me?" Said, "We're starting revival," and I and she said. And I said, "Well," and she said, "Yeah, I'll come to church. Come go to church." And and uh, I said, "Okay, I'll go to church. Go church with." You. I was raised in a Christian home, by the way. Right. And but anyway, and I wasn't saved. I wasn't saved. Hmm. And uh, but I had I had went to church all my life. I, I was.
0: You knew of Jesus, but you weren't yes. living for Jesus.
4: I was I was a drug addict. My mom and daddy drugged me to church. Every time. <laughs> You're a drug baby. Yeah, yeah you drug, drug, drug
0: to drug church. That. Yeah.
4: Well, anyway, so I went to church. And listen, I like that guy. The, I believe that the Holy Spirit, and he could sing, and, and he played the accordion and sang. Oh. There's two of them, two from Waxahachie. From Southwestern Assembly imagine of God that. College, oh, wow. imagine was that was holding revival at Trinity Heights Assembly of God Church. I don't mind selling it, telling about it. You and mean that there are good people that come from Southwestern? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Sorry, folks. Those thank of you that don't know, Steve and I went to Southwestern. So yeah, go ahead. thank you oh, both of you. <laughs> yeah. And
4: so anyway, and so boy, well, I liked him. So we we went home and everything the Sunday afternoon and don't. And I was watching television, and she come in there, and she said, "Honey, said I'm going to church, and said, why don't you come and go with me?" I said, "Twice today," <laughs> <laughs> and so wow. she, finally, yeah, wow. <laughs> and uh, so anyway, I said, "Okay," and I did. I liked him. I didn't. I didn't want her to know that I liked him or uh, that I, you know. So I went to church. Well, uh, the revival was going on. Well, anyway, and let me. The Holy Spirit start dealing with me and and of course like I say I was raised in the Christian home and so the the revival went on it was back when we went all week long and and then some right mm-hmm. and uh, so Thursday night I didn't go Monday night because I was working I come home on the job and tired and and wore out and and so I but she'd go to church and she went Monday Tuesday Wednesday and so Thursday night I I got off early on Wednesday on Thursday night so I went to church and he got up there and preached, and he told everybody in the church how bad I was. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I thought my wife had told him something. He told. Oh. But anyway, he
0: preached. He was there. reading your mail. He yes, didn't he know was. you, but he. Anyway,
4: so I. Uh, so, anyhow.
0: The Lord got a hold of you.
4: The Lord got a hold of me. And and uh, I was sitting there in that service, and, and the Holy Spirit was dealing with me. And listen, there's nobody had to come back and tell me anything. And this guy. Had was there, but anyway, uh, that was I, Frosty. I got up from the chair and I went to the altar and I, I prayed and I asked the Lord, forgive me. And I knew what it's all about, and I knew the Bible because I've been in church all of my life. And all, but anyway, and I got saved that night, it was on a Thursday night in October of 1959. Wow, wow, wow. And, and was that say, was that Frosty? That, right. Yeah, it was at Frosty. His daddy's church. His dad's church. And he was preach. He helped his dad. He preached. Still. So that's the background for what's that's about right. to happen. So anyway, we were going to. Uh, we it was long after we I got, uh, you know, in the ministry, and so him and I and he wanted to go to uh, to a place uh, called Beaver's Bend. National Park, in National Park in Oklahoma, because mm-hmm. he was from mm-hmm. Oklahoma. Sure. Anyway, he was responsible for. He was the one that dealt with me after I sure. got saved. He had been talking to me and everything before I went to that altar that night, and so anyway, we went up there, and our, the thing was, I was already preaching on the field as an evangelist, and uh, so he said, he said, Larry, brother Larry, that's what he always called me. Why don't we go uh, up to and and take a vacation and go up in, in Beaver's Bend and get us a cabin and relax and get close to God and and a place where we can. Wow. And neither mm-hmm. one of us had any services and so we mm-hmm. decided to go. So we went up there and, and uh, so one day it come the evening time and he said, he said, Larry said, uh, Brother Larry said, why don't we, uh, why don't we go, uh, uh, you and I go and, and you know, go up in the woods uh, and they had picnic tables Sure, set out around mm-hmm. in the woods, mm-hmm. a cleared spot, you know, for it's people it, to go up there and have a picnic. And everything. It's at night, and right? Said, yeah, and he said, uh, brother, I said, go up here to one of these clearings and said, and let's pray and let's. And uh, both of us were in the ministry and said, we, we we need a time to really get back or get closer to God. Yeah, and uh, so anyway, we went up there and, and I mean, we prayed. I mean, we was praying, and the Spirit of the Lord was moving and. And it was just. And was it nighttime turned, or was, no, it was it night? It was oh, nighttime Yeah, It was okay. already dark. Yeah, it was dark thirty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, and we had prayed. It was probably you know uh, you know ten ten eleven o'clock at night because we'd already been with the family for up until dark, and, and then we went up there, get away from them and, and mm-hmm. everything, and and uh, get by ourselves. And uh, we used the picnic table for to kneel on and then walk around. And so, man, we prayed and prayed and prayed and. Finally, and it was later than that. It was close to midnight, and we quit, and we were standing there talking. And while we were standing there talking, something in the brush, and we could hear like something walking in the leaves. Hold on. What are you praying for, though? You're praying that...
0: That, and that was the key thing that i thought yes yeah, we we important.
4: want yes the thing we was praying for is that we uh, the lord would speak to us or or show himself to us Visit in some us. way yeah, show us show
0: us yeah. yeah show
4: us something show us give us a sign that's mm-hmm. that's what it was that was yeah and yeah. let me get that right and that's what it was about we just wanted to uh, you know because you know the lord speaks to your heart sometimes but sure. you want, mm-hmm. you like to see something uh, physical yeah. you know, something. but anyway yeah. but anyway so and man, we were both standing there and still uh, spiritually minded and we'd been praying through and we wanted to see the Lord and I said, Lord give us a sign, you know. And and all of a sudden out here, chomp, chomp chomp in the in the leaves and and right next to us, yeah. And I said, Somebody's coming. And and uh, my buddy looked at me. He's from Oklahoma. He only looked at me. He said, "They've seen bears in these woods, Larry." He said, "We need to get out of here." And there goes the spirit out there. <laughs> there went everything. Uh, Jesus. And we were wanting to see. And, and to this day, that's listen, yeah. To this day. Well, you said I believe that maybe some. Uh, I don't know. You said maybe an angel or something. Um, like an that. angel or somebody, uh, you know. But I believe that 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 was going to be the sign. Either they heard us praying. -hmm. And came to and and heard us and came up to there and and was waiting until we got through. But then when they, when we heard that, it just uh, stopped. All of us, and it stopped. And we went as far as to, uh, there was a road that they could drive close to that table, Mm -hmm. to that place of camping. And we even went and got the car and lights and went out with a flashlight and looked around in the leaves and the the woods. Just couldn't find anything. We, We thought maybe something would, because we heard a thump and noise and nothing. Wow. Mm-mm-mm. That uh, was it.
0: Grandpa, just, just closing and wrapping this, this section up, what, what, um, what advice would you give someone who's living in fear right now? Obviously, there's a lot out there to be afraid of. We know that COVID is this variant D or whatever that's happening. Uh, it could be an abusive situation. It could be the virus. It could be a life-threatening situation in their life. What would be your advice after going through all this in your life and knowing the protection of God, what would be your advice to those people?
4: My advice would be is get as close to the Lord as you can and know that His Word tells you that He's going to take care of you. And as the, as the pastor read the Scriptures, there's nothing going to come against you. You stay close to the Lord, as close as you can get. And I said, He'll help you with that fear. Because love... Drives away fear. Yes.
0: You have a perfect love cast out, yep. out fear. Perfect love casteth out fear.
4: And if you get as close to the Lord as you can in love, I said, it'll it'll work
0: yeah I, I i and i think that even in your life we're talking about this the the, the verse that says he will charge his angels concerning right, you that's it and uh, i think that that's going to be well every week the pg podcast obviously is going to key on a particular local group or songwriter this week because our special guest is my grandfather we're going to be playing a favorite for my old band fade strange on their project called back there again this track is called play on my harp of gold and at the front of this track, you're going to hear a young male and female singer. That, folks, is my grandfather and my grandmother in 1968 in the Jimmy Swaggart uh, in the, the studio in Baton Rouge. Um, and they're going to be singing that song as originally intended, and then I have to go and mess it up with uh, the made strange part of it. But, Grandpa, again, thank you so much for being here. We love you so manager. much. Thank you. awesome. Thank you for having me. No problem. And here comes uh, Play On My Heart. I hope you guys are ready to rock because this is going to be a fun one. Here we go.
2: Down there. I shall meet the saints of old when those pearly gates unfold. Sing it, then I'll play.
0: Fade Strange, back in 2009, play on my harp of gold, and uh, grateful that uh, my grandfather allowed us to use that from his record, uh, The Maddox Family Sings, uh, and uh, it's a great. Man, what an incredible podcast. Uh, it is yes. incredible. My goodness, just full of the testimony how God protects his kids, um, and, and uh, any, you guys want to say anything regarding what, go ahead, Steve, you want to say something about it, or Todd, come on in. Well,
1: that, I enjoyed those stories. Um Especially the one <laughs> um, where that lady came with you with the knife, and the the word was your was your weapon, and it stopped the Trump and then back. she got saved. Uh, that I'm sorry, I'm speaking in fragments,
0: but man, that is just awesome. Yeah, it's it's incredible to know that when again when you put God in the position to where He's He's God, you mm-hmm. know, where, mm-hmm. it's, you. it's like what we talked about last week where. As so many times we have our own answers, but I, I when Grandpa was here, he was saying, you know, the the fact that uh, he didn't know what to do, he didn't have any idea what to. He didn't. He didn't have any experience on what that's young. supposed. To, yeah. yeah, and so to be put in that position where God had to be God and do what He does. I mean, that's wow. Amen. Wow, I, it gives you chills. I mean, you just kind of yeah. Whoa, <laughs> yeah. Look out. It's Like, but it should. I think it should challenge us. I think it. As, as a generation, Definitely. in my generation, we don't we don't know those things. We yeah. see it on movies, or we hear it on you know those kind of things. But it's sad to think, you know, here I am, I'm forty 42 years, old, almost forty three years old, and I've seen a couple of things like that. But to to hear the testimony over and over and over mm-hmm. again of God being God in those situations, it, it really should challenge us to a place to where we want not only to see those things, but to put God in the place of yes. Him coming through in our lives. To be able to, and, and when we look at COVID, or we look at cancer, or we look at you know people coming into churches and shooting, or any of this stuff,
4: mm-hmm. I, I think
0: we should be challenged. When we're reading Psalm ninety-one, we've got to take him at his word. Yes, yes, I agree. I mean, Todd, I know you were talking about the fact that this boulder. I mean, that's pretty supernatural. But uh, listen to what yeah. we're talking about. What do you What do you think? I mean, it gives you does give you chills about it. Does it, that, it
3: does give you chills? The simple fact of it is, people they're not. I don't think they're aware. That God is all around us. Yes, everybody's too busy; they're going to do it themselves. Uh. And so, you're right, though. You, you, if you don't put it in God's hand, mm-hmm. you don't give Him the chance and slow down. Yeah, yeah. You know, makes me think about journaling. You know, that's yeah. kind of yeah. Anyways, don't but you know, leave a message and and just re- just reflect on it. Because mm-hmm. I don't know how many times in my mm-hmm. life there's too many things that go on. And I get too busy. So then I kind of, I forget about it. Yeah. But it's been nice. I mean, listening to Larry and listening to his stories uh, makes me think, okay, I really need to reflect a little bit larger. Take those moments. Go out in the woods, and then yeah. when you hear that, when you're praying for footsteps, when you're praying for God <laughs> to come see you, hey, don't run from the
0: God.
2: <laughs> wow, you know,
0: yeah, that's right. <laughs> Wait, here's the here's the fun thing about this is that there's nothing. It's like when when Jesus told his disciples when when he was leaving, he says, "Greater things shall you see. Greater things will you do." Mm. I think that 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 was a a testament to this. This isn't all there is. You know, and when you, when you hear grandpa talking about these, these situations, I think that we're coming on a day and age where people are going to be desperate for a move of the Lord. Yes. I think we're coming on where people are looking now. There's, there's, there's things that are happening where, uh, you know, they're, they're not going to have easy answers. Mm-hmm. And and I think it behooves us, those of you that are listening right now that are going through stuff, I just want you to know that God is still good. He still protects his kids. He still yes. provides for his kids and that you're not alone. And if you give it to him, if you trust him with it, it may not work out the way that you think it ought to work out. Mm-hmm. They might still come at you with a knife. They still might try to sure. stab you. But I'm going to tell you, God is good at at abiding by his word and being faithful to his word. He's That's one of his most enduring traits in the Bible. Don't give up. Let God be God in those situations. Yes. So, um, man, a great podcast. Listen, if you're yes. going through things or just have some things that you need to talk through, give us a message on Facebook at the P T sure. Podcast page. Uh, we really want the opportunity to listen and pray with you. So maybe you've never heard about this God that is so powerful and will protect you, and you want to know more. We would love to hear from you. More than that, though. Yes. I know that Jesus would love to hear from you. So just take a moment, right where you are, talk to Him. Um, confess confess him as Lord of your life, change your life, repent and have him as Lord. And if you have questions on how to do that, just message us. And one of us, maybe all of us will get back to you. Um, And and let me say this, we're extraordinarily honored to be able to enter your lives by way of this podcast. And we want to thank Crossroads Community Church of Lindale, Texas for sponsoring this podcast and allowing us the opportunity to broadcast to you from the podcast studio here in Lindale, Texas. So if you wouldn't, if you would do us a big favor, go to uh, the Facebook page at C3 Lindale, or um, you can go at uh, the PT Podcast, um, either one of those, and you can check those things out. Next week, we're going to be tackling a hot topic on forgiveness. Um, Wow. Yeah, how does it work, the myths and the facts. So next week, we're going to talk about that. But until then, this is Todd Bergen, redheaded Irishman. This is Steve, Bob Beauty. <laughs> the Bald Beauty. And this is PT signing off. If no one has told you, I hope you know this. God loves you and so do we. We'll catch you here next week. Until then, goodbye.
1: Amen.